over. Save your energy for the weeds, Jane advised. I've let them go for far too long, and with all the rain we've had, they're threatening to overtake the entire vegetable patch. She pointed at a dandelion growing next to a potato plant. Just look at the size of this one. Its roots probably go all the way to China. Hem and Fitz exchanged glances of amazement, but then Hem frowned. No, Mom, it couldn't do that. Fitz and I read a book about dinosaurs, and there was a picture showing what's in the middle of the earth. A giant fireball, Fitz informed her sagely. It would burn a plant like that, he snapped his fingers. Jane smiled. Over the past winter, the twins had devoured every book they could find on the subject of dinosaurs. But by the end of the school year, their interest in the resplendent reptiles had waned. By May, anything to do with magic spells and wizardry utterly captivated them. Their nightstands were stacked with the books they'd purchased with their allowance, and they were also listening to the Harry Potter series on CD. These were a birthday gift from Aunt Octavia. Jane liked to play them while she was cleaning up after supper. This way, the boys could take their dessert to the living room sofa and spend an hour with Harry with the lights on and their mother close by in the kitchen. After all, there were some frightening scenes in these stories, and though the twins adored being scared by fantastical tales, Jane deemed it best that they listen to them in her presence. You're right. The roots don't go to China, but they do go surprisingly deep. You can't just yank the plant out by its top, or the whole weed will just regrow. Like a lizard's tail, Hem said, studying the dandelion with admiration. After casting a brief glare at the offending plant, Fitz lunged at it. I bet I could get it out. Before Jane could protest, he gathered the weed in his fist and pulled. The dandelion snapped at the base, leaving a white eye of a root staring up at them. Seeing the dismayed look on her son's face, Jane squeezed his shoulder. Don't worry, it happens to the very best of gardeners. What you need is the proper tool. Fitz took the item she proffered. It looks like a stick for s'mores. It does, Jane agreed, and showed her sons how to push the divided head of the weeder into the ground. Grasping the remains of the root with one hand, she worked the tool under the root until it finally released its hold of the soil and slid free. She placed it in the bucket with a triumphant flourish, and then, with the boys on their knees beside her, pointed out which plants were weeds and should be removed. All this grass has to go, but it's tricky stuff, so leave it to me, she said. You two focus on the dandelions and chickweed. See which ones I mean? She pointed at multiple examples. Bad, bad, bad. Got it? It's not very nice to call them bad, said an unfamiliar voice. Jane glanced up to see a woman standing at the edge of the garden bed. She wore a black dress, black boots, and a black sun hat with a large brim. With the sun behind her, her face was completely cast in shadow. The hair that framed her face was dark and wiry. The stranger had come upon them soundlessly. She now stood, looming over them, as though she had every right to be there. Take the dandelion, for example. You can eat the young leaves, make wine out of the flower, and roast the root to produce coffee, she said in a deep, authoritative voice. She pivoted her head slightly addressing the boys. The root can also be turned into a very useful medicine. You need a really big one, though. It has to be about this thick around. 
She curled her fingers until they formed a circle of approximately an inch in diameter. It can help people with kidney or liver problems. Those are organs, which are located here and here. She indicated the areas on her torso. Pretty handy for a bad plant, wouldn't you say? Jane, who'd been momentarily entranced by the dandelion trivia, looked over at her sons and saw that they were staring at the woman with a mixture of fascination and alarm. Their expressions forced Jane's maternal protective instincts into high alert, and she swiftly got to her feet, weeder in hand, and took a step toward the intruder. May I help you? Jane asked. There was something innately sinister about the woman's black garb and the manner in which she'd noiselessly appeared. This is a private residence. Jane struggled to maintain a cordial tone. After all, she was the manager of Storyton Hall. She couldn't allow a stranger and possible guest to note her discomfort.